Hello, this is Joe, the Connection Counselor, and today on Executive Presence Morsels, we'll be sampling another bite-sized learning to help you be seen, be heard, and be elevated. Welcome. Great to be with you here again today on Executive Presence Morsels. A lot of times people wonder, how do you come up with so much content that you can have a daily episode? I mean, it's only five to ten minutes, but to continue to come up with fresh content and not repeat the same thing over and over again, I'll admit, seemed like it might be quite of a challenge before I embarked on this journey with all of you. And I've come to realize what makes it fun and what makes it great in terms of learning and generating this con- uh, generating these concepts Uh, and principles for you is that if you have an existing framework and way of thinking about things and you're open to learning from others and learning their frameworks, you can actually apply principles that work in totally different areas and apply them to your area because universal principles you know, it's it's in the phrase, universal. They, they work regardless of the situation, or at least in 99.99% of the situations, right? Maybe there's some random situation where it may break down and fail, but generally, principles work across contexts, across scenarios, even if it's not in the same industry or the same um, type of skills. So, Today, I'm going to share with you something uh, that I leveraged from, I was just reading a book, I don't know why, maybe it's because of COVID, but I was reading, um, the name of the book's not important, but it was a, a book on survival, right? Like, what would you do if, you know, the zombie apocalypse came, it wasn't about zombies, or, you know, you lost power, and, you know, you'd have to start your own fire, drink, you know, get your own fresh water, and every once in a while, I go into these weird kind of like survival <laughs> curiosity modes. I don't actually do any of these things, but I love to just think about it and, and learn about it from people who were probably Boy Scouts or Eagle Scouts or, you know, worked for, I don't know, the, the forest rangers or the government, you know, doing these sorts of things. And today, I want to share with you something I've applied from that world to something that matters really Uh, significantly for executives and executive presence. And that topic professionally is responding to a crisis like a pro. If you think about it, when do we really need executives? Not so much when things are going well, although you do need someone to run operations well. But the real value, right, of an executive, the thing that really distinguishes a person as an executive is when there's a crisis And you can come in and handle the crisis and lead through the crisis. You may not get through unscathed. The company, the team may not get through unscathed. But you provided the best leadership in the situation and you're better off than if someone else had come and just crashed and burned or freaked out and or made things worse even in terms of their reaction. So I'm going to share with you four steps that I'm leveraging from um, this survival guide's advice for what you would do out in the wild if there was an emergency and, and you got hurt or, you know, you lost access, you know, to resources or you got lost. Like, like, how do you respond to that sort of an emergency crisis situation? Step one, evaluate the scene. 
right? There's some sort of corporate scandal. There's some sort of supplier, you know, huge, you know, kerfuffle. How do you deal with what's going on? The first thing you have to do is you have to evaluate the scene. What's going on in terms of the actual emergency and really understanding the nuances of it? What is the shape of it? What is the timing of it? Because from that, you'll better be able to respond and take the next steps. The second step is to evaluate your condition and that of others, right? How will you be able to respond in this situation? And what's going on with the other people who are relying on you, who are on the team, in terms of how this is impacting them? And as you do that, providing help to prevent further damage, right? So this is like the concept of triage. So if there's something going on where, you know, they're about to crack, like what do you do to really shore up that particular thing? Because that's an emergency situation. You don't want that to get any worse. So once you've done that and taken good care of yourself and others to make sure things don't just deteriorate really rapidly, the third step is to inventory your resources. And from you know a professional point of view, what are your resources? Well, there's the human resources, right? The individuals, the people who can chip in, do the work, be around. Um, you know, it, it, it's just who do you have available, or who can you get in to help out? You have your economic resources, right? What um, money or assets do you have to help contribute to solving the problem? Because that can often um, dictate or inform your next steps or how you go about it. And third, inventory your allies. You have relationships. It's very rare that you're the only one who's invested in your success. So identify who are your allies who it's as important to them as it is to you to succeed. Or maybe they're in a position where you helped them before or they just want to help you out of goodwill or the spirit of cooperation. Who are those people who will come to your aid that you can get them to help you? Who will be your allies? And the fourth step in terms of responding to a crisis like a pro is once you have done these first three steps, evaluated the scene, step one, Two, evaluate your condition and that of others and do triage. Step three, you've inventoried your resources, whether it's human, economic, or allies. The fourth and final step is to make a plan, right? Make a plan as to what to do next. And it should be the most efficient use of your resources, and it should be a combination of short and long-term goals. And if you follow this sort of template, it's a very solid and well-informed approach to handling any sort of crisis, no matter what it is, because it'll work if you're in the woods, it'll work if you're in the boardroom, it'll work if you're out in the field doing something. Um, I believe these tried and true principles can be a help uh, to all of us when we find ourselves facing a crisis situation. So hopefully that's been helpful to you. And if you have a crisis today, I hope you don't. <laughs> maybe rewind the episode and, and think about these different steps. Uh, maybe that can help guide you in terms of your response. Nothing would make me happier. Well, thanks for listening to Executive Presence Morsels. My name is Joe Kwan, the Connection Counselor. Remember, it's not what you say, do, or wear. 
It's how you make people feel that generates executive presence. Nothing else matters. If you'd like, please stay tuned for a preview of tomorrow's episode brought to you by our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Have you ever wondered if there's too much of a good thing when things going well might actually be a disadvantage to you? My wife often uh, jokes with me that, you know, I leave the, lead this sort of semi-charmed life and things always kind of happen to fall uh, in my favor from my childhood throughout my professional career. And, you know, in a way, sometimes that can actually uh, be negative in terms of your ability to uh, be tested and develop more resilience. So today I wanna talk about the upside of getting beat down, right? The upside of losing and just getting your butt kicked. And there are these two uh, professional fighters, the Diaz brothers, Nick and Nate. And they're great fighters. They've, you know, won, you know, lots of matches and, and championships. And uh, they are colorful, right? Not commenting on them morally. They're professional fighters, right? So they're not exactly angels. Um, but the one thing that I really like about them is... Thanks for listening. Can't wait to share the rest of the episode with you. Join us next time for another tasty, executive presence morsel. So.